the song for four. So let's can we scroll down into a, another song? We got Kelly here, kind of get, get back in control. Let's hear Two Way Army there, down in the park. Right, no one up, right there. Let's hear that shit, and we'll hear the next song too. We got Two Way Army going into some Concrete Blonde, the Vampire song. You know this shit, Gary. Yeah, with the original Two Way Army with uh, their album Replica. And this is uh, Gary Newman, uh, Get Down in the Park. You know, I saw Foo Fighters cover this song when they played, believe it or not. It was cool. I saw them at the Warfield back in the day, back way back in the 90s. Yeah, you can, those are my bones. Hey, Gary Newman, coming at you next.
We're in OT here. Uh, I gotta plug my shit in here, but we're doing good. We're gonna play some more. Albert's gonna have uh, an opportunity to play a couple more tracks, which will be cool. But we're gonna have after the. I promise. I promise. I promise. Sir, can I have some more, please? You remember David? Uh, David. Uh, what was the name? No, that was um, Great Expectations. Oh, here. Anybody know this song? I promise you. I promise. No, there was there was some. Uh, it's by Charles Dickens. Did a book called I think it was called Great Expectations. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, is that my last one? Yeah. Oh. Somebody grab my other one. That's okay. Hey, you know, uh, we got a great song by a band called uh, Concrete Blonde. I don't know if you guys ever heard these guys, but uh, they were super cool. I saw them at the Warfield back in the day. I didn't really know that much about them. I always thought they I heard some of their pop hits, which weren't that great, in my opinion, at first. But Jeanette uh, really was an influence on me, not only musically, but also her style. Look, she looked really cool. She came on with this like big white shirt, like, and these big toed boots, and uh, she looked super cool. And I thought, we're both Virgos, and we're both bass players, so there you go. And uh, this song called uh, since this is Vampire Radio, we're starting out the OT. What you got? Did you guys do that? Oh no, that's okay. So this is a song called uh, "We're Not Doing Anything Here." We're we're just uh, we're basically just having a little uh, brouhaha. Who's burnt toast? Is that? I don't know. Just set that down there, now, unless you want it. No, I'll, we've got to dump that later. So uh, no, we just clear it out and then we get fresh. Okay, take it. It's you, baby. It's good stuff, too. And we're going to smoke some of whatever's in here. This is a song called... We're starting out the OT here on Vampire Radio with a song called The Vampire Song, Bloodletting, with Concrete Blonde, a great band out of L.A. You were a vampire and I was into nothing at all. So hot. Sexy hot, right? Let's get naked. No, uh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, right? What? You can be naked in the streets, yeah. I, I think it's time. We're going lariat on this stuff. Because Albert Jazz, he, there was some industrial band that he hated, I think. What story is this? You tell, you did, no, let's not tell the one. Wait, wait, now I'm like trying to it was sexy though, that's what I heard. And you know who really liked it? Ronnie Omega, he loved it. Uh, I don't know why, I don't know, I think he just liked your wiener. But, uh, yeah, we love you Ronnie if you're listening. We'll be back after this.
That was cool, huh? Listen to this guy. They're getting all dank on this shit. Oh, if you were a vampire and I was just nothing at all. It's almost like, you know, if the Stooges were... Um, I don't know. Bloodletting by the great um, L.A. band Concrete Blonde. Yeah, it kind of was, wasn't it? You know, she was cool. She started late in the game, so all you people out there want to rock and roll. Albert just disappeared. I don't know where he went. There he is. Oh, he's waiting. No, there he is. Oh, he's behind me. Now he's in front of me. Okay, cool. We had there, and look. What, are we going to play the cars? What? That's kind of cool, right? You like the cars? Are you a Cars fan at all? I, I did some research. They found a new band. Okay. Well, they're an old band, but it's a new one. It's um. Luca Brasi? No, it's kind of it's kind of disco-y. Who? My band? No, not a different band. You can play them on there, except for that we need to uh, uh, change the cables. Uh, maybe. Uh, oh, that oh, feels nice good. one, dude. That's yeah, you know what? That sounded like it felt that was this. like a wet fart in my mouth. You know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Think about that. Life's the same. Moving in stereo. Right. Yes, all right. This is spooky, isn't it? Albert, are you scared? Who is that? Whatever they are. You oh, okay, okay. So... We're going to have to play them on there after yeah. this. So we're all digging right. on the cars for all you people out there. If you like the cars or not, uh, that's cool. But we're keeping it rolling here. Uh, and we're going to have a three-song block with Albert in a minute. We're smoking pot. We're, 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 we're drinking mineral uh, water. Lots of changes in the do You're taking your vitamins. Wait, I had another one of these beers. Where'd that go? Okay, no, I need uh, vitamin waters. Oh, yeah, there it is. Alright, we're, uh, we're flowing, we're going. And if you ain't flowing, uh, that's on you. Barbara, if you're out there, psych meds, help me out here. Okay, no, it's cool. You know, I don't need my psych meds at all. I'm just fine right now. <laughs> just gotta take your vitamins, Roxy. I know, you know, we were once show up. We're gonna go roll this down a little bit. Because, you know, this is cool. The cars are cool. But we have this great story like this guy. We we're going to get uh, some soup over at a place called Evergreen Garden. And this guy, like Albert, was kind of in the road, and he almost ran over Albert. Like, literally, this guy, crotchety old fucker. And he, yelled, he looks out the window, and we're like, what the fuck? We both flipped him off, like we, of course, should. Yeah. And then the guy goes, why don't you go eat some vitamins? <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like, we looked at the guy like, uh, and he's like, yeah, you heard me. Go eat some vitamins. You know, he's like one of those, like, guys who, like, everybody beat up in high school, you know, just he was, he was like that guy, they pulled his pants down in the gym, you know. And he's like, oh, my tidy whiteies are soiled. Oh, soiled tidy whiteies. The new album from, uh, from uh, Eyes Like Ice. No. Uh, okay, so Daniel might have, uh, he was going to stop him, but he, he knew Albert was going to be here, and he didn't want to fuck around. Uh, no, I don't know. But uh, he's, a, he's a good catch. He said Daniel Canope, but I call him Daniel Canope. We got a big show, so everybody check it out. It's going to be at the Milk Bar on Thursday night. That's this Thursday. Uh, we go on about 10th. We got Athena's band's going to play, too, at Androgynous Toys. Oh, nice. Did you know? You know? No. I didn't know that. See, see, we, we got it going on. And Death Valley High. So it's it's uh, Death Valley High's going to headline. We got Eyes Like Ice going on second. And then opening the show is Androgynous Toys. Athena's band, who seems to be a, a pal of Albert's. You know, she's she's a kind of a, a, a staple here on the goth scene. She's a cool cat. She is a cool cat. I've heard that she had a, the first show she killed that she had a dildo on her head or something. It's, or? it's bats, rats, and cats, man. Oh, cool. And, well, do you know anybody else in her band? Is anybody from the scene or is it all like people from outside the scene? I, I forgot the guy's name, but yeah, she has. Is it just her and a guy or? Yeah, it's her and a guy. Okay, so he does drum machine and then the instrumentation on keys right. or something. That's cool. So they're opening the show. We got uh, Christina Death uh, 
is going to be DJ. Not my choice, but uh, uh, just got to be honest, I just wouldn't have picked her. But I, but that's what Danny did. Not that I don't think she's a good DJ. It's just that uh, I haven't heard her work yet, so I'm, I'm excited to hear her set. And uh, we might even let Jeff sit up there. He said that you know he's a lot more professional than people give him credit for. I might want to find out if that's true or not. You know, and, and you know, I think Jeff, if he wants to do a good set, will do a good. Him and Albert used to be drinking buddies until they had that lovers' quarrel. I think and, uh, they went their separate directions. Uh, you know, I, I saw, like I told you, I saw Garrett. I, I took the house. He took the house. Jeff took the kids. Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of that. Look, he's already out of here. He's like, fuck the cars. He's like, he's already, he's done with this set. Okay, we're going to scroll this down. You're listening to Station Identification. This is the Roxy Roller Radio Show in OT here. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to hear these great um, MP3s of what's going on. Albert's going to pick the next song. He's got a three-song block for you. So we're going to keep it with the music since I told Albert that's what we're going to do, and I'm a man of my word. Yeah, you, got, you got some disco for you guys, the witch disco. Disco, witch disco. That sounds sexy as fuck. Hey, anybody want a pupusa? I got pupusas for, for days. Uh, I got Roxy Roller's pocket pupusa. It doubles, you know. You could eat it, or you could stick your dick in it and then eat it. So it's up to you. Uh, All right, is it plain or not? What's is, going on here? Oh well, wait, wait, wait. What? what? All right, I gotta go back. Devil Disco here with Albert Felix and the Devil Discos. It's Edna Bergerano. Yeah, the, the Be- Bergerano, right? The same, the same lady, the um, the witch. Like a 70s type of band. I still hear the, the cars though. You gotta turn that shit off, dude. They're, they're both playing at the same time, so you nice gotta going. Oh, mixed up. <laughs> mixed up over you. Yeah, we're mixing it up, baby. Oh, we're feeling it. Oh. oh, here we go. Devil Disco, Devil Dance with Edna. How do you say her last name? Bejerano? Bejerano? Bejerano. Bejerano. Yeah, a little. She's Italian. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, no <laughs> pizzas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no DiGiorno. Better to it's not delivery. It's no way. They, they, they no, dude. You bake that shit. Bake it good. Hey, it's actually gotten really good. It used to be shit. Though. Oh, is that true? Yeah, it's definitely true, dude. Word to, to the wise there. If you know, you like frozen pizza, this Kelly is, Gordon is your aficionado. This is local aficionado. Pizza is dope. Is it good? Yeah, it's actually good. I'm, I'm not, I would never like to say that. DiGiorno. If it's not from the pizzeria, it's from DiGiorno. Hey, Devil Disco, this is a great pick, Albert. We're going to listen to this. Turn that shit up. I'm going to stop talking now.
So that was cool. We had a couple picks from Albert, uh, a.k.a. Albert uh, Felix. Oh, let me see what I got going here. I got I to gotta get a, a – Bar, can you give me another set of headphones? Because this one only works in the left one. Okay, cool. So we're here. We're queer. We're used to it. You're listening to – oh, God. I'm just trying to put two males into each other. Talk about sexy. Um, let me get this thing in here. Oh, Kelly, say something. Just say something. Anything? Oh, I got to put your mic up, huh? Oh, there we go. There we go. You know, that was some smooth sailing there. Professionalism at its finest. As soon as Barbara Coke's in the room, I just get sexier. Um, but here, Barbara, if you want to be... No, no. Give me a real set of headphones. Oh, my God. I love that she brought those out because I almost did that earlier. Because you know that would just piss me off. But you know, you already Give have kind of pink ones on. I know, but they're pink, but they only work in one ear. Oh. No, no. No, they're working in both ears, Barbara. It's cool. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Okay. Hey, uh, like, I'm going to punch up. We're going to get my... Can you get my station back up, Kel, if you don't Michael, mind? Michael Jackson song. Yeah, so we had it uh, We had it cool before. If you just want to reverse a couple steps here, we're going to turn this down. Uh, so we're listening to the Roxy Roller Radio Show at OT. Uh, we've had a great time. We had a band called Verona on earlier. We're still here with the Facebook Live broadcast for anybody who wants to tune in or is checking it out. I don't know who's checking it out, but I, I'm sure you're wonderful, and thank you for checking it out. Uh, we'll be in rotation. So, uh, you know, we'll be back next week. I think we're going to have uh, a band called uh, God, what were they called again? But it's a cool lady anyway. Send, it, send, send us money too. This place doesn't pay for itself. Yeah, send us money. If you want to do donations, send it to Albert's. Uh, just go to the, the Roxy Roller Station right here. That's how you do it. That's how I find No, the Roxy Roller Station right below that. Yeah, you can play this video if you want because I'm looking fucking fine there. Yeah, you no, know, it was cool. It was like glamish. What was this? Yeah, it was great. It was like a, one of the only clips from that show. And it's really goes, you want to play it? Let's just play it a little bit. Let me hear what's going on with it. This is it. This is a little bit of uh, Pleasure Parade playing Phantasm live and on the air. Standing next to me. It was cool. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, it's very dark, though. So I think, I don't know. I don't even know who filmed this. Maybe it was Barb for a second. It was cool for a second. Yeah, Steve and Willie, the quality is there. So we're checking out some Pleasure Parade. They're going to cut out in a second. But you know those guys. I like that mid-tempo, though. Listen to that shit, man. I'm howling. Ooh. You like that, baby? I've heard that, that song good, a lot right? faster. I was like, I, I think Albert's like, I would tap that ass. That's what I would say. He's like, I'd tap that ass. Oh, look at that shit. Dude, you guys are fucking, yeah. Look at Chris there. With my demon in the streets at night. Look at Liam there. He's cool, too. 
Yeah, you know what? There were not, no ladies left the house that night. <laughs> it was fun. The drummer looks like Jason Siegel. Yeah, uh, he's actually was in a band. He was in Information Society, and he was also in American Music Club. His name's Liam Hart, great drummer. I've thought of Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, it was, it, was, it was a golden show. Look at that shit, man. I was owning it. Dude. Right? I, I, I know how Kelly's making fun of me in his mind. But no, I let it all hang out that show. It was one of those things. I, it felt like a little bit. We were a rock band trying to play a Gotham band. And so I just kind of, I just did it. So all you listen at home, that was a pleasure parade. at. Uh, so we're playing a little bit, and the sound quality's there, so don't feel too bad. All the mics are on. We're here uh, down at Beauty Radio, home of the Whopper. The number over here is 515 You like that? I said, you know, I was right there. I said, fuck me. It was cool, right? It was like, you know what? Uh, you know what Grimmy said at the end of the set? He said, my nipples were hard. <laughs> no, he said, Roxy, like, my nipples were hard. I was like, that's cool. I was like, nobody's ever told me their nipples were hard when I was doing a set. So it was kind of to die. No, there's a lot longer video than I've seen of this uh, show. It's cool. Right? But, it, but this version's kind of cool. And Chris was part of that too. You know, Chris Albert on the bass, you know, kept it tight. It's more great. That was, uh, that was cool. So now if you can get back to the station, we got a couple more goth picks and uh, death rock picks I got on there for you with the station. I worked hard on my fucking set list. Just go back down to the set list. You were, I think you were just there. No, that's not it, is it? No, just go. So go to, go to, oh, okay. go, go. Yeah. Just go right here. To, to, no, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Here, right, hit that. Thank you. And then don't go to the set list. I'll show you show you the playlist, and then I'll have my shit. So playlist, we got a couple more tracks for you. We're going to have an event here, so everybody keep it here on Mutiny. I think they got a cool event coming up at about 7.30 or 8 o'clock. So check it out. Anybody just not doing anything today, go 9-1, Vampire Radio. Thank you. Just to, that's the and that's, let's just give me. I'll do the rest. We don't want Boy Harsher again. You guys want to hear Boy Harsher? That would cool. Yes, I do actually. We heard them before, and we'll hear them again. I think. Play it, motherfucker. That's cool. You want to hear it? It's a song called Morphine. Okay, we're gonna hear it again. Why not? Okay, so this is Boy Harsher. If you haven't heard them, they're a newer band, and it's a great track called Morphine. We'll be back after this.
not to drain the pool, but you know. No, I'm into burning it all down. Well, and that's what I thought Trump. You can ask anybody that way during the election. Well, I get tired of... Well, they're kind of... They are tarts. I mean, you know, anybody that... Dude, I could destroy any libtard in two seconds on politics. Oh, easily. <laughs> easily. I'm a history major, dude. I mean, I've been... Since I was eight. I will annihilate Because I'm for complete anarchy and chaos, dude I'm not for, like, a team Yeah Okay, first of all, I want to say this. We're going live on the air. Now he's been wanting me now, to talk about this. No, no, I don't really want you. He's always trying it. to smoke me out of a hole. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying, but but, do, but douches like you and Jeff said are what, part of the problem. Because dude, I'm you know not what? For Let Trump. me check check it out, dude. I'm not. I'm, for I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you out on this stuff. I think they're all crap. Our choices were crap. Look, 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 dude. And you want to say. Democrats, like for example, like who's a democratic-minded journalist, like uh, Chris Cuomo, like all of them. Chris Cuomo, New York Times. Chris, Albert, stop, please, right now. I'm asking you to stop. Chris Cuomo is a, is a journalist out there. He's got his show. Is, is a Chris Cuomo primetime. Check him out. The yeah. guy makes a lot of sense of every single what issue. Is he on? He's, he's bound. I think uh, he's on ESPN. ESPN. Or, yeah, I think he is. I don't know or CNN. I don't know which one. Man on CNBC. I don't know, dude. Chris Cuomo. He's Mario Cuomo, who is the governor of New yeah, York. Yeah, no, Mario so, Cuomo. Yeah, well, that's his son, and he's fucking brilliant, dude. And this guy actually, whenever he deals with he an tells issue, you what you want to he, hear. He's well versed <laughs> in. Hey, look, if I back somebody politically, I, 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 mean, I have respect for you. You carry that. weight with you guys because I, 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 was, I was looking for a light down this very dark tunnel politically that we're in, this landscape that we're in right now. Like, yo, you guys, let's just burn it down. You know what? When it burns down, you're burning with it, dude. So check it out. We have been burning. We've been no, burning for a while. No, we're not. You're living in the lap of luxury in Noe Valley, dude. dude you're sitting you, there. You, you have to hit rock bottom to come up somehow. And you're not even close to it, baby. No, America okay, is. Okay, because you know what? Like Albert said about your situation, he goes, wouldn't that be nice? You know what I'm saying? Because like, America is. Uh, hey, no, no. Hello, you guys. This is a political section of... Of a vampire radio. Of, like, of, brought to you by Albert's buffoonery. Yeah. No. Well, I'm yeah. <laughs> from a political Come science on. point you got, of view. You got views of this, too. You're an intelligent guy. You're a lot smarter than he lets people know. Oh, dude. He, he does like me. I know how Albert feels about Trump. No. I don't like Trump. So I'm, 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 like, I'm I smart enough to talk, not talk about politics amongst friends. No, you know but Roxy this, and I have talked about it. Roxy's fine. Kelly feels like he hasn't had a chance to like verbalize here. And he comes here, actually, to do part of the talking. Okay, so all Albert, right. you know what? And it's like we're in OT, so it's like it's all gravy here. All right, dig it. It's gravy. So what? We were going to play Boy Harsh. Sure, but then we're going to just say, like, what I'm saying is this. If you think that the things that Trump has represented in this fucking, with his fucking um, platform and his, and his complete fucking bullshit of a, like destruction of the Endangered Species Act to on Oh, down. dude, the list is long. It's so long. Every day you're going, what the fuck, right? Exactly. Now, if Hillary Clinton was the president right now, oh which I'm not God. saying that she'd be better, would you be saying what the fuck every day? Um, she would be hiding it, and there'd be what I'd be saying is there'd probably be an investigation by the Republicans, of course, to, to just uh, totally smear her, just like what's going on to kill her. It's right? a joke. Like Jesse Ventura a few years ago was talking about how it's just professional wrestling. 
Like they go out to dinner together. They right, take yeah. all the money. I mean, it's fucking professional. Bullshit. But you know, Jesse Ventura actually was. I a wish boy. they wear masks, dude. Seriously. Dude, mine as well. Dude. Yeah, right. Does I mean, anybody know who Mil Mascaris is? No, tell us. On the no, New York Bronx. He's cool, right? Oh, no, he's a Mexican wrestler. Oh, uh, famous guy, masked wrestler, one of the most famous and one of the most athletic. Dude. This guy was just. He was just so fucking. Wait, how do you know about this? Tell me. Because I used to be a, like when, in wrestling when I was a kid. Eighties? Nice. Was this the eighties? That he was Does wrestling? It matter which era? Because it was? yes, because the Mexicans. Lucha. They used to have the wrestling on on TV back in the 80s. Lucha! Libre. That shit's awesome. I watch it all the time. No, the Bronx is like heavily. Uh, it's a, it's let's do no. it. Let's do it right now. Let's go somewhere. Let's just watch them. Let's go to Puerto Rico. That was the. Billy Corgan owns like NWA Wrestling. That Ric Flair and and Sting and the Steiner Brothers and Road Warriors. Hey, you're shitting me. No, he owns it. He's trying to resurrect it. Well, check it out. It became WCW. You know what's interesting though is really about. The wrestling thing is that none of it's ever been real, you know. So they've had this kind of like just this fake fighting it's for, like for, for decades on end. They have a character, right? Yeah. And they have like Geraldo was on Twenty Twenty as a reporter at one point. Right. And he got attacked because he said it was fake, and they, they were showing razor blades, you know, like Dusty Rhodes and stuff like that. Dusty Rhodes was dope, dude. He was a fat motherfucker, but he was so cool. Ric Flair, you talking about that era? Great documentary and on him. You know who Bruno San Martino is? Yes, you do. Oh my oh, god, dude, that's a that guy was a and Ivan Putski. He was yes. the, he was Polish power. Yeah, he was just like you no, know, they were really kind of racist though. Dude, if you think about warriors. it. There was kind of like the Iron Sheik. You know, everybody had to be from somewhere. Have you seen his interviews on YouTube? He's, Who? he's calling Hulk Hogan like like. Just all kinds of names, and he's I'm gonna fuck you in the ass, and all this what stuff. What the yes. hell? No, wait, 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 wait. Oh, who's saying no, no, no? You have to put who's that gonna on. fuck who in the ass? Iron Sheik was gonna fuck Hulk Hogan. Can, can in we the get like a, can what's get, up with that? You know, can can I tell you a funny stories that I was actually on an airplane and I went into the first class. Who was there? The Iron Sheik. So I saw him standing here. Camel Clutch. No, and he and he was like this. He was like he's like oh hell yeah, I'm Iron Sheik. He was smiling at me because he knew I knew who he was. He had a little curly cue mustache and awesome. He's all buff. You know, and he was like there there was the Iron Sheik. So he's a bitter angry guy no he actually Born was super him. nice and no, but in, in his interviews yeah Howard yeah. Stern is one of them but, but fucking fucking another wrestler in the butt what's up with that you he, know they, Howard Stern asked him about it why'd you someone say that help me and what did know? he say he said oh I meant it like this you like know like you're what I mean? a boy like I'm gonna I'm gonna degrade you I don't even Where am his I? explanation was so confusing now, now now vampire radio is taking a turn for the worse uh as far as Albert goes we're gonna play some more music because this has gotten hella uh, homoerotic and camel clutch is is painful. what about the camel toe clutch? What camel toe clutch? <laughs> Albert's done many a camel clutch clutch in the, in the graveyard. He only fucks women in the graveyard, so from and I'm saying he only fucks one woman now, and her name is Cleopatra. Oh, yeah, you know he goes back that far. Albert's like a, a millennial. Like oh, fuck! No, no, no! They, they made a new, a new, um, a, a new, a new. They rearranged it properly. What are you saying? Rearrange what? How old yeah, are you? No, no. There's, there's, a, there's a new one. I'm like, how old are you? Eternal. How old are you? No, I'm eternal. There's, I'm eternal. God damn it! Oh, that's right, dude. But when did you die? Like, he never died. Dude. No, yeah. but when you became a vamp, like the vampire part. If you, uh, vampire, if you're eternal. Uh, okay, this is getting <laughs> Vampire radio. I'm trying to bring it back. What do you, what do you think this Anne Rice novel? Get the, the hell out of here! You're, you're, you're hella just. Yeah, dude. You think it's the Anne Rice novel? Stats, son. Nobody wants Rice novel. This is all about San Francisco. <laughs> this song's about San Francisco. Because in the flat field, I do get bored.
That was cool. We had some uh, Bauhaus there. Um, Dope-ass song. Check out the name of the song, dude. I'm not going to say it on the air, but you guys, just check it out. There we go. It's the Sisters of Mercy. Do you see that there? You just had it. Yeah, see, that's the name of the song. That's funny, huh? Hell yeah. We got some, uh, for all those people in the know, there's some Sisters of Mercy with one of their coolest songs ever. Albert knows a little bit about this. It's not called Slow Burn. Did you? Sisters of Mercy. Fulsome. No way. That was a long fucking time ago. Hey, Sister Mercy coming at you. Next. Talking with Albert Felix, the great Albert Felix, a Bay Area legend. And we want to know, he, he gets into some drinking bouts with his mom. I've never gotten to do that, which, like, but my mom once came and saw my band, and she puked in the parking lot. I thought that was cool. She danced really hard, and then she puked. So that was kind of cool. And I saw her puking in the parking lot, and I said, it must have been my music. Fortunately, it wasn't. So, well, you know, what's a day in the life? Like, do you, are, you, are you kicking it? Do you, are you renting still renting that room from at your, at your uh, mom's place? No, I'm, I'm at the chur- uh, church right now. Um, the church? Yeah, I'm at the church. Anyways, what kind of church? Anyways, what kind of church is that? Just, it's just an old Satanic church. church. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Living in Hey, what's up with Reconstructor? Are they still happening? I don't know. That's a good question. We what's have... up, Reconstructor? You out there? Let me know. We'll you, play some you of your new have, shit. You should have a guy in jail. Maybe I know the guy got really kind of like uh, in his in his uh, 
uh, just his job. He got really kind of up in it. And it was like really having a lot of success on that end. Look at this. I think my computer just died. Okay, we're we're really kind of. I got I got a, a charger for that. But, but isn't that a sign that we should probably cut? Yeah, you're ten o'clock. You know, like I would say, ten more minutes. Would you like to pick the next song? Uh, you can if you like. You know what? I am going to. I'm gonna okay, we're going to let Albert do this shit because it's going to be sexy as fuck. Uh, you know, that's that's always a, a good thing. And we're going to cut out at 7 o'clock let the next people kind of take over. Mutiny Radio. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be amazing. And uh, so it's cool. You know, um, we had a great show to the, today. Thanks for listening out there in, in uh, Radio Land. Everybody. Uh, wow. And that's without even, like, having any fun. Look at this. Two males. That's great. I love two males. Uh, here we go. So um, I'm just going to play a couple more, and we're going to head out. Look at this. Oh, good. I can hear it. It's almost like you're handicapped. You can't hear yourself in your headset. It's almost like you can't do it. But that's not the way it is. But sometimes we have the station. It'll be in that kind of like that tweener spot. And you're kind of just trying to make it all work, or you just uh, some of the gear's not working. But we got a great new uh, track coming out here. Robert, it's a band called Scientist. And it's the dance of the vampires. He's just, he's well-versed in this uh, vampire kind of a uh, just kitschy kind of kitschy coup. That's cool. I love it. Green Sleeves on Green Sleeves Records. Ooh, this is dank. Whoa. We're going like dance hall and shit. This guy's like, Albert, you know, he used to be a dread as fuck. And he's, he kind of keeps it his long locks uh, combed out and sexy these days. But he was dread like me right back in the day when I first met him. Running his uh, club apparition. Oh, this is scary. This is for all the dirty dreadlockers out there. Yeah. Okay. We'll be we'll be back after this to do closing. Thanks for listening to Roxy Roller Radio with uh, featuring Vampire Radio and uh, Albert Felix, aka TJ Necromos. We'll be back first to next month with more Vampire Radio. Maybe we'll do a uh, section. Who knows between now and then? But do you mean it? Do you mean it? Hey. Lord, my lord. Yeah. Hey, I hope so. I just try to hope uh, the cash flow just keeps uh, flowing. And uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll check check you guys next time. Uh, we're gonna do a little closing ten minute uh, thing, but uh, thanks for listening. Love you guys.
That was a cool track uh, from... Uh... God, this is great. This is great. One of these is going to work. Well, he's got another one keyed up. No, come on. Play something from a different band. Let's go. We can't go there. We'll just, just cut it out. That's fine. Your teeth in my neck. Okay, we're going there. Your teeth in my neck. I said, what the heck? Don't put the wine in the freezer, babe. The freezer's gonna... <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
I wanted to be free Let's live in love and one harmony Say it go now Well, that was cool. We had another track from Albert. We, he's going to do another song here for you because no, we got to punch that up or just do the nighttime playlist. I don't care. You know which? No, no, no. Pick another, I'll do another song. It's cool. Because I love uh, all music. Uh, you know, I'm not going to just keep it here with the, uh, the goth rock. I'm going to play another kind of genre. No, leave that alone. That's the one, yeah. I don't know. That's my beer. You know, I, I wrote a country song. You guys want to hear it? No, I guess you don't. That's okay. Okay, you know what, guys? Everybody vacate the studio now. If you guys are not doing anything in here, just 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 go ahead and mosey. Hey, you guys, mosey into the next room. Whatever you guys got, see if you can grab it. And let's. I'll clean up the rest here. I'm the one who has to has to handle this later. Oh, give me shelter by fucking Sisters of Mercy. That sounds dope. Let's check that shit out. It's gonna happen. I promise. No, you should. I know, man. I'm just saying. Let's get it out of this room so I can clean this up. And make sure everything the CD player's off. This is cool. Give me shelter by the by. Uh, I got those already. Don't worry. I got them. I got them. Oh yeah. You guys feeling that? Oh yeah. We'll be back after this. Uh, we'll do the closing segment, or at least we'll be handing you over to the nighttime playlist. This is the Roxy World Radio Show. Thank you guys for listening. I love each and every one of you guys for being a part of the show this week. We'll be back next week with more fun, excitement, entertainment. All kinds of shit. Love you guys. Thanks again.
Stiss coming up, but first, the Sisters of Mercy from is the Sisters of Mercy in Access All Archives, recorded for the BBC in March of 1983. 
Classic BBC Session on Six Music.
Street Cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety. Time for some call me Tim. All right, uh, welcome to some call me Tim. Today is 4:18 to timestamp it for you peeps. 4:18. It's almost 4:20. We have Juwan Rubin on the program today yes, to do. talk about what's going on. Juwan, I haven't met you before, but we have friends in common, so I, yes. I trust I trust that you are... A, 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 if you want to listen, you can. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to hear the trippy music behind us. Nice. Uh, so... Yeah, we've never met before. We've never met before. Yeah. So but I don't you know. saw I the didn't post. Know. Saw the post on Facebook on Bacon. Uh, bacon is... Uh, I don't want to tell too many people about bacon because I like to keep it as exclusive as possible. The, uh, the 7,500 people that are yeah. part of bacon, that's yeah, super exclusive. <laughs> a lot of fucking people. Yeah. And then there's also, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a Google Doc of all the uh, different shows in the area. So if you're a comedian and you want to know what's going on, then go to bacon and find out, you know, if there's an open mic near you. So, yeah, I saw your post and... Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down to do a little bit of radio or whatever we got going on here. I guess yeah. it's a podcast and all that. Yeah, uh, it, we're not we're not terrestrial, but we are on the internet. So, uh, so on this show, the first thing I usually have you do is look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. All right. And uh, and I ask, do you believe in Jesus? Do I believe in Jesus? I believe I believe there was a, a man historically named Jesus oh. who came from Nazareth. That's historical. That's in, uh, you know, that's in his history books. Uh, as far as everything that's that goes on in the Bible, I also believe that as well. Really? Yes, I do believe the, everything that was going on in the Bible. Like I'm, Noah and the Ark, and yes. Jonah and the whale. All that. All, all that. that. All and, right. And so, just to pre uh, preface this, uh, I am an actual. I am actually a minister. Really? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so this this conversation uh, of, of, will be of, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I used to be a religious zealot. What does so, that mean? Um, I was I was one of the kids. I was on fire for Jesus as a child. Oh, like, you're a Jesus. Freak. I was a Jesus freak. I was <laughs> I went to Christian school. I was I was all about my 33 year old invisible friend that I got to talk to all the time. Nice. Solving all, solving all my problems. Nice. <laughs> uh, but I went I went to I mean I was in a Christian school for kindergarten through seventh grade and uh, really involved in the church. 
until uh, college. So okay, I what know happened the in stories. college? Well, uh, yeah. So what happened was we got had turned a, out. Huh? Well, we had a big. We had a, and I was no, I was a, I was a virgin until I got married. Um, okay. I mean, I was very like I didn't want anybody to see me naked. That was weird. Jesus shamed me into okay. that whole into not getting an STD. Thanks, Jesus. High five. High five. Um, on that so one. oh, it's great. But um, we had a mega church kind of in a very rich town, and our pastor who we revered and thought was this amazing person um he basically was sleeping with all the women that he was having one-on-one counseling with wow and so he would be on the pulpit and he would talk about his three children and his wife and how much he loved them and all this stuff and then he was having sex with like they didn't know if it was was between nine and 18 women wow who were all and he was like saying he was sort of using god as a way to get them to do it like i have to help like i'm the go-between between you and God and it was Gross. kind of like right terrible right <laughs> so when that happened like my whole world just shat I was like everything I believe in is lies wow it took us one guy having uh, maybe halfway consensual sex with 18 women <laughs> right and it was like but it was that I had been taught to revere <laughs> this person right like and so it just for me that was rough yikes i'm so sorry that had to happen to you you know i mean it was but i'm a much i'm much better as like a crazy feminist than i was as a as a religious zealot i was annoying i was like one of those like walk up to you in the mall and be like you need is your life going to be are you going to be saved by jesus christ like is everything going to be okay with you like i'm worried about you and i don't want you to go to hell and so for god's love the world he gave his only begotten son and we should talk and people are like whoa yeah. on fire for christ get out of here nice nice but that was you know i don't do that anymore. you don't do that anymore so so that was the defining moment for you gotcha yeah yeah i mean um yeah what, what do you want to know uh well i mean, I mean whatever what makes you oh so you you believe that like god exists and has a plan for your life and that you're a tool in his toolcase toolkit like i want to know what like how you well so well let's let's start at the very beginning so the very beginning in the beginning you know god made heaven and the earth so we have to define who god is first so i think what happens is um a lot of people so Okay, so let's go a little bit further back. So Plato, right? Uh Plato was a a philosopher, the the founder of all science really right now, right? And what he said was that the word doesn't matter. It's not the word that matters. It's the idea behind the word that's real. The words aren't real. Words are the way that we communicate with each other. But the idea, so if I say say the word chair, you might think of something that has a back with four legs right but a horse also has a back with four legs right right so it's really what goes into your mind and so what happened was now fast forward hollywood uh basically gave us images of who god is because there's because in the bible it says no one has ever seen the face of god nobody has right right uh moses saw a burning bush a couple other people saw visions or whatnot but then no one's ever seen the face of god no living person and so when you think of the idea of God, uh, Hollywood has kind of painted him as this big, you know, white guy with gray hair in the sky. Right. 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 The Zeus kind of thing. Yeah. The so Zeusian God. I think that's kind of where it came from, right? Is they try to, you know, make it make sense. But really, if you the, the idea of God is that he's omnipresent. He's everything. Everything is God. Mm. Me, I'm God. You're God. This, you know, the walls are God. Everything is God. Right. And so... 
from there the space between atoms right the space between atoms because that's like that's the weird thing is, is you're sitting in a chair right but that chair is basically a bunch of empty space right because if you look on the you know cellular level and atomic level right. there's all this space in between these things that are moving around yet that's a chair definitely so it's like the space yeah right. and I actually I have a book on my website juanrubin.com um, so in my book I talk about this where it's that God is just a life force and you oh. can call it whatever you want I may call it God you may call it God somebody else might call it the force somebody else might call sure. it mother mother nature someone else might call fate. it Allah you know fate you know sure. whatever these, these, these are just words that we attach to the idea Did, now I, 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 this is a technical question but in Revelations uh, John in his visions never saw God he saw the beast with the six six he nah. saw the headed things he saw the he saw crazy stuff a and bear frog or something but and it's funny no um, face of God. Um, you know I don't know you might want to Google this but most a lot of ministers don't preach on revelations because John the revelator <laughs> John the revelator he was <laughs> he was actually yeah he got cat he got banned right and he was on this island by himself with his servant so he technically didn't write revelations his servant did huh. and he secluded himself in a cave with a bunch of uh, incense and other things going on and that's how he told his his servant to write revelations so a lot of reason why a lot of ministers don't preach out of revelations some do but not a lot of them do because technically john was high he was high yeah <laughs> he was smoking that that yeah. cave fungus some weird cave fungus yeah, that has like that's how he PCP saw the visions buff. yeah sure. well and they say that when jesus when people try to scientifically reconstruct some of the miracles and and now with the legalization of marijuana what a miracle but they say that cannabinoids and cannabis were grown at that point right and when the Jewish priests, they would be anointed. They weren't just like anointed with oil, like hit a little on your head. Right. They were like physically dipped in these huge vats of oil that had like all of these herbs and things going on and like yeah. probably cannabis. Yeah, yeah. And so, because India was right there. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was growing around. I mean, it, things moved around. We know that there were trading routes and whatnot. Yeah. But so they literally like anoint them. And so they'd yeah. have visions. Yeah, yeah. Because they'd I don't know emotionally and physically prepared yeah and that, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this but I mean nowhere in the Bible is it safe for you not to smoke marijuana sweet right well it says body's a temple and yeah, I guess but smoking but marijuana is, is good for you so you know it's kind of helping your temple it's not destroying it unless you talk about like current carcinogens and all that then in that case you do like a vape pen or you sure. do edibles yeah but um yeah there's nothing real there's nothing technically a, a wrong with it it's just you know you have these traditions like I I grew up in the Baptist church, so ah. they're very rigid, very uh, conservative. But you're not a Baptist, Baptist minister. I am a Baptist. You minister. are a Baptist minister. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm yeah, I'm licensed through the Baptist church. Wow. <laughs> wow. But I'm a I'm eclectic. My views are very because yeah, you already that's pretty mind blowing with the platonic chair theory, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so you're a Baptist minister. Yes, ma'am. That's great. So but you worship. You never swear. You don't. So I do swear. So I mean, okay. so. Okay, we can go into actual scripture if you want. I mean, like the when Jesus says to refrain from using profanity, if you look up the word profanity, profanity just means any words that you use that will make someone uncomfortable or, or, oh. or demean them in any way, right? Huh. So if I'm if I'm in a conversation with someone and I know socially it's uh, these are quote-unquote cuss words, and actually let's even back up a little bit more. Why are 
are these the f word and the sh word bad words if you, you know right so i had a psychology teacher he's he studied linguistics and he told me a story so i'm gonna tell you this story okay it basically goes like this so in england right because that's where english comes from in england before england was in a country there was two uh, uh major tribes and they were at war with each other right and so one of the tribes uh which we we can call them english on their armor during battle they would write on their armor fornicate and defecate huh. was basically meant that they were going to rape your women and crap all over your land right? right sure sure so in retaliation the other tribe wrote on their armor the same thing but in their language fucka and shitta huh right and so needless to say the english tribe won and so that became uh the other tribe became the forbidden language you weren't supposed to speak that yeah and so when you talk about like our you know baptist conservative baptists yeah technically you know they they don't cuss a lot of christians don't cuss quote-unquote cuss uh but that, that's just a misconception of what you know profanity is right right that's just the for, forbidden language well, so if i'm talking sense so fast forward so if i if i'm talking to someone and i know socially it's not acceptable to use those words then i'm not all you know automatically going to use them because i know i might be pro, uh be profaning them Right. right. Um, however, if I'm in a conversation, and someone's dropping an f bomb, sh bomb, then that gives me free range to do it as well because I know it's not going to offend them. Right. And there's also a, a cultural context. When I hear people, when I'm on the bus and somebody has hip hop music on that has very bad words in it, mm. I don't say anything unless there's children. And mm. if there's kids, I kind of put like the moral kibosh on it. I'm like, can you put your headphones on? There's kids. Yeah. Like yeah. just because. Well, that's I don't stupid swear in, in general. They shouldn't be playing music. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't swear in front of children because I don't think it's appropriate. I feel like uh, these are words that we get to use when we're adults because we understand the language and we know how to use them yeah. and we know context. And so I don't want to do them in front of children. Yep. So that's the only reason. So it's it's moral. It's more like an I don't know an integritous ethical stance on swear. But I swear. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, Dude, I do stand-up, so I'm yeah. constantly swearing yeah. and talking about profane and ridiculous ideas. Off top, yeah. yeah. And when I first started doing com- I've been doing comedy for about seven, eight years now. Oh, so wow. When I first started doing it, I wasn't a minister, so I, you know, my comedy is a little more raunchy. And then when I came and became a minister, it's like, well, okay, I should clean, probably clean this up, you know, clean up my acts. And sure. it was a very difficult thing to do to, you know, not use profanity and not, you know, not, not go off the cuff with cuss words and even just the subject matters you know having to change subject well when you write sermons you write a whole sermon every week right you write an hour or half hour long speech for the most part i either either i write it manuscript or i just write notes because you you've got a captive audience you can if you can write clean material you can do a 30 minute set every sunday that's ba- great <laughs> basically for, twice for two different two different shows 30 it's minute like sets that, yeah. i mean come on that's great it's kind of like that's that, yeah. super cool i mean but it has to come from the word but yeah i mean yeah, I, but you I, can I make, throw jokes in there. I have tons of jokes about feminism in the Bible. Yeah. Ruth and Esther. Let me hear one. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you obviously know the book of Ruth, so I don't have to. Th- there's there's two books in the Bible that are specifically named after women. And so right. I figure Ruth as a feminist, Esther. I yeah. should, you know, do a little study into those. So what I learned um, from the book of Esther mm-hmm. is that um, what you have to do as a woman is have a hot rack and not look Jewy. <laughs> so her name was Hadassah. Uh-huh. They're like. Like, oh, girl, you got to cut that out. You got to, your name is not Hadassah. Your name is Esther. They basically put her in with the concubines of the king after he, he 
he kicks out his queen Vashti because she won't dance around naked in front of his drunk buddies. And then he's like, I'm going to get another hot bitch up in my crib. And then he's like, you know, change your name. Don't be Hadassah. Be Esther. And then she saves the entire Jewish people. How? Is she good at puzzles? Is she like, she's an incredible vocalist. She's an amazing musician. No, she has a hot rack and doesn't look Jewy. That's basically what I learned from the book of Esther. Thank you, God. Nice, I know exactly what to do with it. I know exactly what I should do as a feminist. That's um, awesome. Thank you. See, that you get it because oh, you read yeah. the you've read the book. So yeah. when I do that joke, if people don't have any biblical knowledge, they just yeah. look at me blankly. They're like, "We don't care. We don't get it. We have no context yeah. for what you're talking about." I wish I had that joke uh, before I was a minister. I did a um, <laughs> I did a fashion show. Uh, I did a um, I did a private show, <laughs> and I did about 15 minutes set. Um, and I actually had dinner rolls thrown at me at this <laughs> church event. You know what I mean? And I, I made the joke, uh, let he who was without sin throw the first dinner roll. And like, they just came flying. I didn't know who threw them. It was, it was an interesting moment because that's I'm like, hilarious. you guys are Christian. What are you doing throwing dinner rolls at me? If you don't like my comedy, that's one thing, but don't, don't, you know, no, that was, wow. I, I guess maybe I offended them in some kind of way. So actually I was a minister at that time. <laughs> this is a thing that, this is a strange biblical question about, um, Jesus oh, gets man. big on people about calling someone fool. Right. So it's right. kind of like that. Just like Proverbs too. It's like, that's the super, is that like the judgiest thing you can do is to call someone else a fool or a foolish. And I'm thinking though, as comedians, aren't we playing the role of the fool or is that linguistically different? The fool that he's talking about is not like the Shakespearean fool, right? right. which like, so is it, which like, what did he mean by, right. and why did he take such like great offense about calling your, like it was in the Beatitudes, like don't ever call anyone a fool. It's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. You know, Beatitudes, that's cool. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Um, well, first off, you know, uh, it, it, people get a lot in trouble a lot with scripture because the danger is, is that the King James version or any of these other versions, they're translations. Sure. Right? So as a minister, what I usually have to do before, when I'm getting into a scripture is I have to translate it back to the original language, right? Because depending on where you are, if you're talking about Jesus, then that's the New Testament. So it was written in uh, Arama Aramaic, uh, Aramaic yeah. and Hebrew. And so depending on, you know, what scripture it is, you have to translate it back. So that scripture, I probably have to translate it back to Hebrew just to see what word fool, because he might be, it might be two different types of fools. Sure. Right. Um, and so uh, that's number one. Number two is, um, uh, you remember that you know we have the Old Testament, the New Testament. At the beginning, God made Adam and Eve, and He made them in His image, right? So uh, when He made them in His image, <clears throat> basically He made them perfect, sure, or at least as perfect as He could uh, in the physical form. And so our our goal as human beings were always to be a, ref a, a reflection of God and His image, and almost the perfect being that He is. So when you but when, who can when you're live up to that exactly so when you're foolish <laughs> then you're not being you're not on the high wisdom of God so when mm -hmm. so when Jesus brings up I'm not 100 percent sure as I haven't studied the scripture but when he talks about the fool he's probably talking about the fool in Proverbs because Jesus references the Old Testament a lot right so he's probably talking about the fool in Proverbs when it, the fool in Proverbs it's always it's always the difference between wisdom which comes from God and foolishness which uh, is not not just that you don't have wisdom but you don't have knowledge either right well and it's it there's a a carelessness of thought it's that it's 
being it's foolishness is almost impulsivity because if you were going to think about things so it's almost like he's warning us yeah. against being yeah uh, think before you speak think right. before you think do before you but not even just that think and then also pray to god for the wisdom so that you can think clearly but isn't that just an argument for like meditation so that's the thing is Definitely. if you're praying like because when I was little, I literally believed that, like, Jesus, 33-year-old Jesus with his little stigmata, right. is sitting next to me on my bed, <laughs> petting my head, and I'm like, oh, the girls don't like me. And he's like, it's okay. You just, everything's cool. And I'm like, but I don't know why everybody doesn't like me. And he's like, yeah. if you could just shut up a little bit, people might like you a little bit more. But Jesus, I don't. He's like, nobody likes a know-it-all, Pam. Come on. You know. But it, it's, and the question is, as a child, was I truly, but in my belief that was there like yeah and, but that's not that's almost like when i was a child i thought like a child and now i'm a man and i put childish ways behind me oh, and wow. it's like so does jesus i mean that's so weird for me because it was like i think i was little and i believed that that was real and now i'm an adult and i'm like when we die we're fucking dead <laughs> like that's it there's right. no there's no 12 mansions in the sky <laughs> there's no riches piling up for me right, it's right. kind of all here yeah well when i first uh before I became a minister for about three years i was really deep into the word and trying to like really uh get right well not to say get right just i was curious enough to really study it right and so that's kind of why i prefaced at the very beginning that you know the the word doesn't matter it's the idea behind the word right so you know to me i'm praying to god God. But to someone else, they're meditating to, to get nirvana. But I mean, or someone is speaking something into existence as well. Right. You talk about the law of attraction, right? Sure. So sure. if you if you say, I want this to happen, and you, you think about it in a positive way, the law of attraction says that it will come your way. Right. Now, you can make those parallels is that just the universe you know giving you what you asked for because you were thinking about it or or and, and saying it because the law of attraction says you actually have to say it too sure it's the same as as prayers is pretty much uh, in the that, same yeah, realm yeah. yeah well and th the other thing is that like when you're negative and in a bad mood people don't like you and so you probably aren't going to get what you want yeah like the nicer and better and hey jesus turn the other cheek yeah Stop. instead of picking up a stick <laughs> or a gun right. you can like empathize and and be calm because nobody can force any reactions out of you yeah it's how we react to the situation and yeah. putting wisdom into your reactions i think that's where yeah Cause otherwise because if we're just being reactionary all the time yeah then, then what then yeah <sighs> you have to respond not react you know because re reaction is at the very minimum level of physics right and we're a little bit above physics because we're sure. able to study physics right Un unlike the trees who just adhere to physics and they can't do anything about it right <laughs> yeah you don't you don't uh yeah they can't study physics you don't feel the wind you f you hear the tree yeah <laughs> um there's a, this is a so how old are you are you 33 you're a little older i'm just curious uh yeah i'm in my uh 30s oh yeah because uh, jesus did all his ministry in his 33rd year and i think that's very interesting and specifically that it was just this one year oh, crap, and it's yeah. 33 is this great kind of thing so uh, my boyfriend just turned 33 and i wanted to have because he's also very religious uh i wanted <laughs> so to he's have religious which you're not no no he was oh, he's he also now he's like he's super into punk rock and he's like fuck god punk rock uh, is dope yeah I love but punk um rock. so at first 33rd birthday i wanted to have 
have a party and he's like I don't want a party so I was like fuck but I, I came up with the ideas for it it was going to be all Jesus Jesus themed so I was going to make one called Pearls Before Swine and they were going to be little pearl onions wrapped in bacon and then like with some herbs so like with um okay herbs. so like i take like a rosemary and stick it through the pearl onion and then roast it and then put some bacon around it and so that would be one pearls before swine okay. and i wanted to make i wanted them all to be biblically themed so i wanted to do five loaves two fish and so i'd wanted to do two <laughs> fish in a salt crust where you take the whole fish and you put it in the salt crust and then you make it look like a fish on the outside and you crack it open <laughs> and have like and bake a bunch of fresh bread like five loaves i just thought it would be really cute right to have like a jesus themed 30 <laughs> third birthday party food thing and he was like that's really darling but we don't have that many friends and nobody will get it and they'll be like why are you and for a week I was like Should trying to come up like, yeah, yeah. Jesus themed food it's really funny because of all the parables and it's like yeah. the seeds in the don't you know the seeds in the in the in the uh, rocky path? You, yeah. pl- you plant your seeds. You don't just. It's the same thing. He talks a lot about restraint. You don't just throw your seeds willy nilly wherever and go. Oh, I hope something grows. Yeah. You have to take it's the seed, of, yeah. nurture the seed, maybe even germinate it first. You yeah. gotta nurture the soil. You gotta build your little. Put, do the whole thing. Plant it. Put on the fertilizer. Don't throw it on rocks. Yeah. Don't. Why would you? <laughs> why would you have expectations of anything? I, I really love the parables because I love allegories and I think any fables being told as like I feel like that's what's wrong with kids these days is we're not teaching them moralistic anything it's like Disney is teaching them morals which is terrible we don't want why are we giving Disney all the power over shaping our children where it's like but the parables and allegories it's great stuff you know the you know, don't and build your house in a sandy land. Don't yeah. build it too near the shore. And that's what, and that's one of the reasons why Jesus spoke in parables because it, it helped people unlock their minds. You know, um, metaphors and all that. The, just the beauty of of linguistics. That's what I, I really love. Uh, actually, I teach. <laughs> I teach a public speaking class and a writing class, um, like five or six hours a week. And cool. Yeah, I, I try to let them know about similes and all that stuff. And it's it's interesting to see how kids, you know, they somewhere in their brain they get it, right? But they they can't put it into words what they understand or what they get, right? And so you know, you bringing that up is is that makes a lot of sense. And and it, even just you know, I'll have kids. Do you have kids? No. Okay. Well, I hopefully you know I don't know one day I'll have kids or maybe not i don't really care at this point but uh you know um yeah so kids like um one thing that i want to do is i I don't want them to be in the school system because i I just i feel like yeah yeah like it's a it's a babysitting system absolutely that's kind of where it came from when when the industrial revolution hit all of a sudden now people are going to work uh nine to five whereas prior to that people owned a farm or they owned a business and they just worked whenever you know um and so when they were in the factory from nine to five couldn't leave the kids needed something to do so that's where k K through 12 came about wow and so i've been teaching you know i've I've been teaching for about six or seven years as well, and when I first the first time I started teaching, I was like, "Why are we teaching these these kids these outdated things?" Right. You know, it really. Or I, teaching to the test, which yeah. is so dumb. When no child they're left not behind. Ending anything? No, they're not because they're not. There's no critical thought. I, no. I thought that George Bush's. I was a, I was a credentialed school teacher from '97 to 2001. Right. And I got out because I saw what No Child Left Behind was bringing in. Oh, And really? that was taking away critical thought. Everything went from test taking. It, huh? it went to test taking. Wow. And fill in the blank and and fill in the simile. This is to this. Is this is to this. You know wow. that kind of stuff. As opposed to reading a story and and considering the themes and applying those themes to your own life or right. like all of that was. Poof, 
just wow. gone. Creative yeah. writing gone. Yeah, I graduated '04, so I probably saw the the tail end of that. But um, yeah, when I was um, yeah, when I was in high school, I, I went to a pretty cool high school. So uh, shout out to James Logan in Union City. Um, very, it's a, it's a college preparatory school, so they still made us do that. And I, I had a really hard time. Like I was telling my kids the other day, like I had a hard time understanding English, just because I was a mathematical thinker and everything huh. you just said about like um analyzing themes it just didn't make any sense to me because in math there's always one answer right but when there's when you're reading a book there might be multiple themes and i right. couldn't grasp the concept of there being more than one theme sure but it really helped me when i figured it out in college really uh my mind just opened up right and just i started i started seeing things from different perspectives exactly i think that the only thing that's going to save the world right now is uh fiction stories literature is good literature written about people <laughs> who writes good literature well anymore. i i think that Stephen, <laughs> i think i think that stephen king is going to be known as as one of the literary greats one day because of his short stories are really incredible but yeah. when you are writing in even a first person narrative and it's somewhat like stephen king can write from a woman's perspective and he does it amazingly he can write from like a racist's perspective and it's mm. totally great you can he can write from a misogynist he can write from a crazy person's perspective. Yeah, he wrote a lot of books. He's written, oh my God, he's written like crazy. so many novels. And then all the short stories and everything. It's, it's just, it's mind blowing. But I think that's what can save. The reason that we people don't, why can't we just all get along? Mm -hmm. Is that we are unable to empathize with one another. And right. one of the ways that we can teach empathy is through fiction. Off top. Because when people are reading a story, mm -hmm. you get that intimate, like you're the character. Right, right, it's right. It's right. your brain or you're the, you know, like you're the there as you but you're also there as what the author wants you to do well frig it's, it's also it's a dangerous uh, situation now because i don't know if you heard but like kids have they just have like ipads and laptops in school now so now they're they, they're still reading but they're reading pixel pixels Oof. right so what happens is with your brain is that you know you have two hemispheres of your brain the pixels only activate one side of your brain oh right whereas when you read when you read actual print there's actual ink right Right? And so right. your brain is picking up not only uh, not only just the words, but the calligraphy of the words. Sure, the and, font. And yeah, yeah, the actual font. And so it, you use both hemispheres of your brain. Sure. Well, because so it's, it's a picture. It's, it's yeah. either it, a letter is one symbol that is a picture. It's a yeah. picture symbol. And when you're reading it on a screen, it's a hundred tiny little blips of light yeah. that become... A, a letter yeah. it's like instead of one image it's multiple images being one image it's yeah. pretty mind blowing yeah it is mind blowing and, and that's and that's one of the reasons why I think kids don't want to read anymore they're kind of gravitating towards doing uh, looking at video or looking right. at film uh, and it, it's just it's it's vapid consumption of images See, that's the problem yeah. I have is that but they're smart as hell I know but they need but, but we can teach them when they make pictures in their own head that's only going to make them smarter right like the idea that TV and movies and visual images are what they kind of gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. It's because it's easy. Mm -hmm. Because when you read a book, you have to take those little symbols and you have to put those symbols into words. And then you have right. to think, oh, what does that word mean in which language? And what does that mean? And then you put them in sentences and then they create pictures in your head. Yeah. There's a lot of higher order fucking thinking going on yeah, when you're reading. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so that, we're we're losing that. Yeah. And that's scary. And then we wonder why kids don't care. We wonder why we have a president who watches TV all day and doesn't read books and doesn't actually study. <laughs> or, because why would 
because I already know everything. We don't. There's so... So you're not a Trump supporter? Oh, God. Well, how, how could I be? How could anybody <laughs> in California be? Are, are you? Um, I like to think of myself as a Trump empathizer. An uh, empathizer? Yeah, not a, I'm not a 100% a Trump supporter, but I do empathize with, with him. But he's, he's an egotistical maniac. He's out of control. Most guys are, you know? Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I've... But Obama wasn't. He was so humble and Obama was an actor. He was the he was the best actor we've ever had as president. You think so? He should have got an Oscar. But he's but he was a, he's a constitutional <laughs> lawyer. Yeah, lawyers are actors, right? Yeah, like, but I, I I believed him. I believed everything he said. I definitely. Believed his I wife, did too. I believe his children. I, I did too. I, I know. Him. I voted for him the first time just to say that I voted. So first first of all, I don't actually believe in democracy. So what do you mean? I don't believe demo- I don't believe democracy. You know, I going back to Plato. Plato said democracy can never work because we're. We as people are too stupid. Yeah, because dumb people are going to vote for dumb people. So, right. You know, the, he, right. Because it's actually, a popularity contest. Because democracy yeah. is a popularity contest. At the end of the day, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be for the people, but I mean. Psh, so, right. what do you want? An aristocracy? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to get back to kings and queens? Or no, no, no. So, Plato actually mapped out this government that has never been implemented, oh. um, and the reason it can't be implemented because it kind of probably needs to start at the very beginning of time. I think. <laughs> so, um, so. Though, so he basically said the perfect city-state or perfect government um, is the same as a perfect human being, right? So a perfect human being needs to have his rational, uh, so rational, righteous mind controlling the irrational spirit which controls the weak body. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So he said as a city state needs to be the same way. We need to have the not just the smartest but righteous as well. You have to be righteous as in righteous decides, and just. Who decides that's, who's right because that's, that's the hard part. Because when the righteous people are usually self-righteous and we're like fuck yeah. you and then they're hypocritical as fuck. And the righteous ones you don't even know that they they exist cuz they're so humble. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because they have quiet integrity and they yeah. don't sh- wave it up in the air and go look at me look at look at i just tipped twenty dollars or you know like what i just gave up like jesus in the church or whatever i just gave a hundred dollars to the church it's like give give quietly give up your heart don't don't give seeking reward but now it feels like people only give seeking reward yeah like yeah so ah, but then yeah how do you measure righteousness I, that's that's the harper that's probably why the government has never been implemented because how do you who it has to start at the beginning of time right so who how do we change the our government to that government i, I thought it'd be a very difficult process but to finish just so the the uh so the righteous uh rational thinkers needs to control the irrational army which controls the masses of people who really deep down in their heart just want to be told what to do which is like 90 percent of the population Oh, yeah. see, but I never want to be told what to do. I hate so that. So you're probably part of the 10% that doesn't, you know? That's that's in charge. Yeah, the righteous and rational. Yeah, you're technically, I mean. But, look, I was a, no. but I'm a woman, so at the time, he was only talking about men. At the time, Because yes. women didn't even have, we weren't even people. Yeah, yeah. technically. Yeah. And then his protege, Aristotle, said that you're not a perfect, he went a step further and said you have to be, you have to be a man to be a perfect human being. You actually have to be a man, you have to be tall, you have to be rich. I think that was, and you have to be um, <laughs> attractive. But rich in spirit is different than than actual money. How how important is money to you? Just that's a random question, but how it goes to people. How important is money to yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't 
I don't really like money. I don't really people on a scale it. from like it's just little pieces of paper that float through my hands, and you're just like blah, blah, to like I save and I'm totally saving up for this, or I've got <laughs> like you know like every penny I'm accounting and <laughs> I, my checkbook is always balanced. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> a little bit, so a little bit history of me. So I went to school for economics and accounting. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and but I always had theater in my heart, right? So I did theater on the side, you know, and I ate up a lot of my units doing theater, which I shouldn't have done, but I enjoyed it. And then once school was over to keep my acting chops going, I started doing comedy, and then I started getting a fan base, and I said, oh well, I'll just keep doing this thing. But uh, so my day job, what I do during the day, um, is I am a financial broker. So, Whoa! Yeah, mind blowing. I do so but, many but things. Right? Being a minister isn't a day job. No, that's a life job. <laughs> that's that's yeah. People call me in the middle of the night to go pray for their their sick aunt who's in the hospital. Whoa! So you know that's an that's all that's twenty four seven. That yeah, but stop. you but it doesn't pay you enough that you can just be a minister. No, <gasps> that is so sad that you've dedicated your life to the church and you don't. Do you get a free place to live? No. <gasps> <laughs> pro what bono. What do you get out of it? Uh, You're a pro bono spiritual, minister? <laughs> spiritual uh, uh, compensation. You're a pro bono minister. I thought that the whole point of like being a minister or being a priest or whatever is that you got free room and board. That's the problem. What? Yeah, that's the problem. It, what, I don't get that. Because people think that? Yeah, because people think that. I mean, Jesus wasn't poor. Like, we have this image of him being poor, but he wasn't poor. He just always, people always gave him stuff from his from birth. They gave him gold and a bunch of, bunch of crap, right? So he was always well off. He just would, he would preach that it's, you know, it doesn't mean anything. It's not, it's meaningless. But it, it, does, it does. So that's why you ask how important is it? It's like, well, in this, in the world that I live in, it's a 10 out of 10. Ooh. But, um, you know, I don't care for it that much, but it is important because you have to, you have to live and, and survive. So it's, it's somewhat important. I wish it wasn't so important in the world, but it is. So in my, in my own life, is it important? Yes, but I wish it wasn't, you know? So I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. So then as a financial broker, um, yeah, so I have a lot of clients, um, and I gotta say, I can't I have to be confidential, yeah, with stuff, but, um, basically yeah, I teach them on how how to save properly and how to invest properly and there's there's certain things that you just have to do um that the rich fat cats are doing right now you know when trump said i don't pay any taxes you know why he doesn't pay any taxes because <laughs> there's certain accounts that you can put your money in Aww. that's completely tax-free which is what i teach my clients to do which is what i do right. so i mean it's it's I, I i just i know the rules i don't quite believe in the rules but they are the rules you know right. i'm saying if i have to play basketball then i might as well play it the best I can and know all the rules. I know the rules. That makes know? sense. See, I think that money is what is tearing us apart and that is what is that is what is absolutely wrecking humanity is that especially as Americans we feel like people only have worth and value that's associated with dollar bills right. and when you say it's worth really and when you say value and when you say values and these kinds of things they should be esoteric they should be they should and, be yeah. part of your we don't believe in a soul anymore there should be <laughs> integrity that's like the, the whole thing that's been making me crazy is when yeah. little kids are like fake it till you make it I'm like no uh, learn practice do <laughs> practice discipline discipline well, practice learn 
hard. But look how many people are financially successful from just faking it. I mean, I, and, I mean, I do hip hop, and like in the hip hop industry right now, it's like you don't even have to be a good rapper anymore. Yeah. You just have to just look like you have a lot of money and look like you, you know, and and do something that's extreme, like dye your hair rainbow color or something like that, and huh. and then have a crazy social media presence, and then you can be a successful rapper nowadays. Wow. You know, it's very. Is it, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I. I <laughs> no, no, I, I get it. I mean, this way. I, but oh, back to what you're saying though. The Bible actually doesn't say money.